The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the time arrived for Elizabeth to have her child, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy toward her, and they rejoiced with her. When they came on the eighth day to circumcise the child, they were going to call him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said in reply, No, he will be called John. But they answered, There is no one among your relatives who has this name. So they made signs, asking his father what he wished him to be called. He asked for a tablet and wrote, John is his name. And all were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened, his tongue freed, and he spoke, blessing God. Then fear came upon all their neighbors, and all these matters were discussed throughout the hill country of Judea. All who heard these things took them to heart, saying, What then will this child be? For surely the hand of the Lord was with him. The child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the desert until the day of his manifestation to Israel. The Gospel of the Lord. You can always tell if uh, a liturgy, if a mass, if a celebration is a big deal by just the setting of the liturgy. Anytime you have a full Sunday setting, you know, for, for a solemnity like this, you know, it's like John the Baptist is a big deal. If you have three readings, the Gloria and the Creed, then you realize it's like it's such a big deal that you're taking Sunday and you're putting it in the middle of the week somewhere. You know, that's how important St. John the Baptist is. And so there's three things that I want everybody to just think about when you think of John the Baptist. And so there, there are three D's, so it's kind of easy to remember. So detachment, dedication, and desire. And, there, and just to give you an insight into the way my mind works, so this is the way that I, I picture this, right? So I see John the Baptist sitting out in the middle of the desert, like nothing around him, right? Completely deserted. Detachment. And he's sitting there, you know, all alone in the desert, and he has a locust in his hand, a nice crispy locust, and he dips it into some honey, and he's like, crunch. You know, it's just like dedication, <laughs> you know, to a life of detachment, to a life, you know, away from everybody else. And then desire. You know, he's doing all this with his eyes set on the Lord, with his eyes set on his mission right there. And so you can see his whole entire life is to prepare that way for Jesus Christ. And he lives the life. That's the amazing thing about John the Baptist, is he's really an example for every believer who actually lives a dedicated life, that sees around the world the problems of the world, and seeks to remove himself from that situation. You know, he lives that life, like you can see in, the, in what he does, in his actual actions, it, it's obvious that he has commitment to the life. And, and it's because he knows what the goal is. His eyes are always set toward the Lord. Now, one of the things that's so unbelievably different about this situation is St. John the Baptist is living the will of God. He's seeking to live in the will of God. And you can see, it's amazing, and, and it bears explanation, right? Because sometimes we forget. When you hear the gospel today, you know, you can forget that there's a reason why Zechariah is in the situation that he's in right now. So you see that it was just like, 
he all of a sudden can speak again, and then we're like, why couldn't he speak again? <laughs> you know, so you have to go back to, you know, the beginning of Luke to remember that. So uh, Elizabeth and Zechariah were old, past childbearing years, and they were both righteous. It says they were both very righteous people, but of course they desired to have a child. And then the angel Gabriel appears to him and says this one thing. I saw a great meme about this, by the way. He's like, do not be afraid. And he's immediately afraid, right? You know, and the meme said, like, you did exactly what I told you not to do, right? I just said, don't be afraid, right? And that's the immediate response that he has. But then when he tells him that he's going to have this, this child, this important child, his response is like, I don't, I don't believe you, essentially, right? And so he's made mute until, you know, the child, until they're naming, you know, John the Baptist in that moment. And then his submission, again, his entrance back into the will of God is saying, you know, his name will be John, and then his mouth is open. So it's just like he sort of steps out of the will of God for a moment in, in his disbelief that the Lord can do something miraculous in his life. But then as soon as he submits to the fact of this is what his name would be, even though that's not what everybody expected his name should be, then all of a sudden he can speak, you know, once again. He steps back into the, the Lord's divine will. And what this speaks to is the importance that, again, it is not about us. You know, it is about the Lord. The world that we are living in is so different than the example of St. John the Baptist, that today we should truly celebrate his heroic nature and his sanctity. Because the world that we live in now wants to focus so much on the self, exalting the self above everything else, so much so that it wants to say that I can change who I am. I could change my gender if I want. I can kill the innocent if I want, because the most important thing is me. That is so unbelievably false, and I know that you all believe the same thing. St. John the Baptist is the antithesis of that very notion, because what does he say? He says, I must decrease and he must increase. And the world is saying, I must increase, and I don't give a crap about anybody else around me. I'm sorry, I apologize for saying that, honestly. Um, <laughs> Uh, I just, I mean, but this is why we, we exalt him, right? Because he exalts the Lord. Uh, you know, I say this every once in a while, but gosh, sometimes I'll bring it out just as the example. The iPhone, isn't it insane? Just the very nature of the name of the thing that I is in front of every single one of those products. It's just like this makes me the center of the world. Is it, it's an unreal thing, right? This, this powerful little computer in your pocket. And what are they doing? They're trying to make you the center of everything, the most important. So important that now it has the most powerful front-facing camera so you can get the best selfies you could possibly get, right? Like, so you can take these self-focused images. It's crazy, but that's how evil it is. And, and again, I mean, these things can be tools. They can be positive tools, right? But what's the symbol, too? It's an apple, you know, it's just like one of the things that the synonymous symbols for the fruit of the Garden of Eden, right? So you can use a tool like that, it's a powerful tool, and you can certainly use it for good, 
But, man, you have to be attached, detached from it. You have to be detached from it. So remember, we do that the same way that St. John the Baptist did it. We detach ourselves from the world, a healthy detachment from the world. And then we dedicate ourselves to the Christian life, what was set before us by our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's all fixed on the desire of our Lord. And that is we protect the innocence. You know, we preach the gospel of the Lord. And, you know, we, we push against the face of evil in this world. And if we do that, you know, we might pay the ultimate price, just like St. John the Baptist, of our life. But again, our Lord said there is no greater gift than to lay down your life for your friends. God bless you all.